Welcome, welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. I am super excited for the guest that I have for you guys today. We actually met uh, at UPenn here in Philadelphia, and it was just an exciting connection through Janae, who is the um, founder of Motivos Magazine. I think I had told uh, you guys that I've been connected with someone through my son's school that highlights young um, artists, whether journalists, uh, photographers, and uh, writers. And she connected me with Mr. Samuel Reed. Uh, super excited. Let me give you a little bit about his bio. He calls himself a teacherpreneur. Sam coaches young and not so young folks with step-by-step -step processes for starting and scaling businesses using several leadership and mindset tools. Sam incorporates the entrepreneurial mindset Profile, also known as EMP, developed by the Leadership Development Institute of Eckerd College. EMP is an empirical based assessment tool based on extensive research into the traits, motivations, and skills of entrepreneurs and leaders alike. Sam's coaching also provides hands on support and slap impact five-time program on various topics ranging from developing a mission statement and personal brand to developing business action plans. You will also be excited to know that Sam is currently positioning complimentary book reviews of Mind Your Mindset by Michael Hyatt and Megan Hyatt Miller and the Untethered So by Michael Singer on his medium.com blog. These books, his teacher and hustle practice provides plenty footer for a leader mindset discussion. Lastly, you can check out his medium.com blog to learn more about his work. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my new and good up, Mr. Samuel Reed. Hey, hey, Hello, hey. Samuel. How are you? Hey, Nikki. How are you? So excited to be with you. I am yeah, I am so excited to have you here on Bomb. Welcome for joining the Bomb family and for connecting with me. And we had our first one-on-one -on -one talk uh, a few weeks ago or maybe sometime last week. And I was like, okay, I, I just love what you're doing and I have to get you on the show and, and just really share uh, the, the blessings that you have available for those uh, young people or not so young people. I, I love your mission and what you're doing. So thank you for accepting my invitation. It's super awesome to have you. So we're going to talk a little bit about who is Reed and, you know, what upbringing did you have? Kind of just share your story and how do you get to where you are today? Yeah, awesome. First of all, I'll, I'll start off by just noting that I'm blessed, right? I, I want for nothing, so I have everything. But in terms of my upbringing, uh, you know, I have a I have a great story. Uh, I grew up in a single parent household here in Philadelphia. Uh, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey, but I grew up extensively in Philadelphia. And as a single parent household, I had uh, siblings and my single mother who's doing the best she could with limited resources. And so as a result of that, I had to, seeing my mother hustle just to help us survive, I had to come up with a, like hustle became like an ethos that I, I adopted early. 
So when I was a early teen teenager, I used to I was a, a newspaper delivery boy and I, I delivered the Philadelphia News Bulletin. I started my route maybe when I was 13 or 14 years old with like 30 customers. And by the time I, I finished uh, my paper route business, I, was, I had about 120 customers on my, on my, on my, on my, on my route. And uh, again, it developed a work habit. I even had an assistant working with me. So I, knew, I was learning early stages of like how to, how to not try to do the work alone. And fast forward, I eventually um, graduated. I went to Overbrook High School. I graduated from Overbrook High School and I went to Cheney State University and I studied computer science. And I had a great experience working in the co-op program. And I was well on my way of like becoming a computer programmer. But part of me is like that business inkling was still like itching me. In fact, while I was in college, I, I, I was a... Um, did some multi-level marketing. I did the Dick Gregory Bohemian Diet, if folks are familiar with that, uh, on, the, on, the, on the nutritional uh, multi-level marketing business. And so the business bug was like, you know, fully uh, in, embedded in me. And so, but I wanted to formalize it. I wanted to formalize it um, through going to business school. So after I finished my undergraduate degree, I decided to go into... Uh, <laughs> the Atlanta University Graduate School of Business, and, and that's that's my granddaughter right there. Hey, granddaughter, <laughs> and uh, that's my wife. Yeah, that's right okay. Hey. This is live. This is uh, this is good natural no, stuff. Cool. I I love organic. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, baby, go, go 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 with Nana, and um, so uh, so I decided to go uh to graduate school, and I went down to the Atlanta University Graduate School of Business another great uh, HBCU uh, institution that's now merged and is, is no, formerly known now as Clark Atlanta University. I got my, I got my MBA in marketing and um, I was being recruited by corporate, you know, companies because that's what they do. They come for the talent at Temp at that time, uh, looking for a lot of the black talent uh, to go and work in corporations but my heart wasn't there. Like I really wanted to go in business right out of, out of graduate school. But then when I assessed my, my social capital and I assessed my real capital, I knew I wasn't ready for prime time. So I, I, I figured I was either going to go work in a small business and learn, like learn the ropes, or I was going to do something even more like not outrageous, but something more different. And so I joined the Peace Corps, uh, signed up, I joined the Peace Corps and I served in the country of Botswana in Southern Africa, a little landlocked country in the in the south, the south central part of uh, of of Africa, and I had a great experience. I ended up doing business development in Africa, so I had a white collar job, doing some of the same kind of work that my colleagues were doing, uh, working in, in corporate America, but I, I kind of say I had corporate Africa experience. And I leveraged that experience. And eventually, uh, after I finished my Peace Corps tour, I started an information service and training company. The company was called Logical Solutions. And we were uh, a nascent, you know, African. I had an African partner. And so we were this nascent, you know, tech company in, in Africa uh, in, in the early, in the, yeah, early, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s, right? Mid, early, mid 90s. And the business had a good run. We ran for like four years. Uh, we did over a quarter million in sales in, in our third year. 
and we were growing the business, but we were undercapitalized. And as a result, we went bankrupt. And then during the during that time, the transition time, my wife, uh, who who is from Botswana, uh, it's like Sam, you you have to go back home and start over again. <laughs> and you know she was right, as she is most of the time. And actually, in, in retrospect, she was she was right about us like growing the business too fast with not being capitalized. She's like, you guys, you're taking on too much. You're doing too much. You need to slow down. And like, oh, we got this. We got this. And sure enough, the business went bankrupt. And so I came back to the States and I decided, you know, I was thinking about going into a PhD program to teach business, but I'm like, you know what, what can I do that teaching, but even more impactful. And I decided uh, to go uh, teach middle school. I, it was a program in Temple that allowed me to go back and get my teaching credentials. And, I, and it was through the Peace Corps, it was a Peace Corps Fellows Program. So I got, I got a fellowship went back, got my master's degree in education. I became an educator. I worked at a middle school for like 16 years. And eventually the middle school where I was working uh, was shuttered. Uh, we tried to fight to keep it open, but that didn't, we, it didn't happen. Another school ended up taking over it. I don't, I don't want to re, re, relive that trauma, but, it, but fortunately, you know, cause through failures and through traumas, good things can, can come out of that. And so, um, I ended up being recruited to be a founding educator at the U school. And so I've been at the U school going into my ninth year, uh, one of the founding educators there. And the thing that I love about the U school is that we really lean into this concept of, of des uh, design thinking, right? Where we, where we, where we uh, <clears throat> look at our users. In fact, the U stands for the user at the center. So we look at our users, our educators, our communities to try to find the solutions, uh, the educational solutions for our students. And so through my experience of, of really building up like good instructional design techniques, and then fast forward, we get to the pandemic where we were, our school was already set up for hybrid learning because we had already, we're doing a lot of asynchronous and uh, synchronous uh, learning modules already. And uh, so some of our schools in, Philly, in the Philly public school systems kind of weren't there yet. We were ready to run, but the district kind of held this back because they had to get laptops for all the families and all of that. And so during that time, it, it created like an opportunity for educators like myself to like incubate other ways to engage young folks. And so I started outside of school, uh, a business 101 side hustle accelerator program. And part of the motivation for that program was actually inspired by one of my students who uh, unfortunately lost his life to gun violence, right? But the thing that I remember about this young man, and it was ha it happened at the same time where I was trying to incubate this, this, this business accelerator, is that anytime I would talk about money, finance, economics, you know, his head would go up. He, you know, he, he would be disengaged most of the time in, you know, regular curriculum. But when I talked about money, finance, boom, his head was up. I'm like, you know what? I need to develop a program where I can bring in young men like this person, this young person with not so young folks and that cross fertilization of, of, of business hustle, of entrepreneurship together. And hence I started the, the business accelerator right at the peak of the pandemic. And I'm now going into my sixth cohort and I do them. I do the cohorts in the summer where I attract a, a really like a balance of young folks and not so young folks. And I do one in the winter, spring, 
And because I'm teaching, I attract more young folks uh, in that program, but a fewer, fewer not so young folks as well. So yeah, that's that's kind of like my my story in a nutshell. As I, as I said, I'm 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 super blessed, and I'm excited to to be here and share uh, with you, Nikki, and I'm so happy that we we met and got acquainted. Yeah, absolutely. I think everything. I mean, even from our first conversation, um, I, I, you know, just shit, and I'm like, wow, like you. You had a vision initially. You were about to get into this programming, um, you know, world, and you said, "You know what? I'm still." How important it is to let our audience know that at any given time they can actually change the direction of their life if they are unsatisfied. Like that's very important because sometimes we tend to say we're going to do something, and because of our pride, we wouldn't anything like that. We tend to continue with that and ongoing with that. And then we get into depression or we're, we're just upset because this is what we were dealt. How would you help someone kind of that mindset? Yeah, I, 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 I was really excited to hear in the intro that you you mentioned the Michael Hyatt books, uh, my, like the mindset sh shifting that has to happen, right? And part of the big thing in his, in his book is that it's it's about this it's about the narratives that we that we tell ourselves and our narratives they they frame everything that we do and if the narrative that was in the past doesn't have to be the narrative of the future and so just if you shift your thinking it can really have a significant uh you know change right transformation cuz i mean take for example i i literally i went bankrupt right and the thing i tell folks is that I really didn't go bankrupt. My business went bankrupt. And there's, there's a separation between myself and my business. Although my business went bankrupt, I mean, I learned a lot and I grew a lot. And as a result of that, I didn't let that story of that bankruptcy, you know, define me. I said, okay, what, uh, where's, some, where's, an, where's the next challenge? And education was that next challenge for me. And again, to become a, uh, uh, become a, a seasoned educator, a, comf a confident and comfortable educator, there was there was a lot of growing pains, and eventually, when my when my craft got settled and anchored, I said to myself, "Wow, I can take my entrepreneurial skills and I can take my teacher skills and I can combine them together, and that's where that that teacherpreneur, uh, you know, frame is is, is developed, and and I'm, I'm I've been I've been I've been thriving." And I'm like, I'm literally crushing life now. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that you put those two concepts together, being a teacher, an educator, and an entrepreneur, a businessman, and really kind of molding it together or blending it together, really, where as an entrepreneur, not only are you learning and you're receiving the, the knowledge through, you know, whether people call it failures, mistakes, or even the growth, but being able to be that voice of reason to other people, like it, it's not easy. It, it can be hard, but it's all worth. How would you, again, define or tell your audience, tell your your um, students if, if they're looking to become business owners in their craft, in their gift, what? things to really hone into and how do they 
wipe out the noise around them? You know, was there ever a time where someone told you you were crazy for what you did or even getting back in, you know, in that boat um, after, you know, that crash that, you know, obviously taught you lessons? How, how would you share that a little bit with us? Yeah, but like folks are always going to like have like their stories of you. But what I do, I have a parking lot where like I take other folks things and I put them in a parking lot there. And so I, I, I try not to allow it to get here. But in, in addition to that, like just being comfortable in your skin, comfortable in who you are, comfortable in like, 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 like I say, when I joined the Peace Corps, my family and friends, they thought I was crazy. Right. But it was that drive of wanting to be maybe a little bit edgy, a little bit crazy, you know, that, 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 that motivated me. But in addition to that, the other thing that I would in, in, implore to uh, folks out there is that you're taking on entrepreneurship life or anything of where you're trying to build, be great. You can't do this thing in isolation. And, you know, there's the, the, the stories of the, you know, the entrepreneurs and the bootstrapping and they, they did it all and they made it all and they were all successful, but they don't, they don't do this all alone. Like you do this with a tribe, right? I met your 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 colleague Jose and his leadership tribe. Like that tribe, you still sharp and still, right? And so I encourage folks to have your, I call it your kitchen cabinet, right? And that's the folks that you can get around your kitchen table and you shoot your ideals around and they're going to give you honest feedback. And your loved ones, often they're going to be the ones that are going to give you like honest feedback, but it doesn't have to be uh, exclusively your 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 familiar family you know your rel your relatives it can be family outside you know friends uh colleagues that are part of your tribe a part of your cabinet and as you're developing and you're trying out new concepts you're trying out new uh ideas you're getting feedback from them but the other thing that that i, I encourage folks to do is that and the thing that I try to do a, a, a lot is like, I'm not just trying to lift myself up. In fact, I lift or I uplift others. And by uplifting others, I'm uplifting myself, right? And so, as you mentioned in my, my Medium blog post, a lot of the folks that I end up coaching and supporting, I feature them in my blog post to, to uplift them, to uplift their work. And so I do a FAQ uh, blog series where I'm, I'm featuring, you know, the entrepreneurs that I'm running into. And they're, they're so grateful, but at the same time, I'm lifting them up, but by lifting them up, I'm also lifting myself up. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yes, absolutely. It's all about the tribe. You don't have to do it together for a very long time. My journey in the entrepreneurial space started in 2015 when I became a realtor and didn't really have time myself. And I really think what I failed to do was get on a you know, like a brokerage team and really be able to turn the ins and outs. I, I thought I could do it by myself. I thought it was just going to be absolutely amazing. I'm working this nine to five kind of, you know, trying it part. Found out really quick that I didn't enjoy the paperwork uh, and the time constraints that they had with it. So I, I knew that about myself. So I just kept working that nine to five circle and love what I did. Love the company I worked with. I mean, they really gave me my big break in corporate America and I really absorbed, you know, I really tailored my skills, really built them out and my personal development while I was there. So I don't have any regrets because I feel like I needed that time and God knew that. 
Um, but then, you know, I tried again right before the pandemic and I became a notary. Uh, I started my first MLM and it wasn't until 2022 when I got back and I think we lost each other there for a second that I served me back is when the tables started to change. And that's when I met my publisher, Emilio Roman and Daniela Roman, who introduced me to Jose and so on and so on and so on. And now my community grew in less than a year, about almost 1500 people that all have had it roll in my, I grow a, a simple conversation, an idea, a referral, uh, a, a business partner, someone to lock arms with. And thank you so much for that out. You don't have to do this by yourself. That's what the it's best part. But we are going to go into a quick commercial and we're going to come back and see what read on and how you can get hold of him. So give me one second here. Let's hear from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Hello, hello. Welcome back. That's Jose. Yes. <laughs> um, so, did, did you have your room with? I, I did. It was a great, it was a great, it was a great meeting and I'm looking forward to staying connected with him. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah. He's amazing. I'll actually be at my May 20th event, the Empowered to Inspire, which we also have to have a chat about. Um, but I'm going to just make sure they have your information here. Uh, scroll at the bottom so connect with you we are here with teacherpreneur sam reed uh he we connected through a, a networking event a mutual colleague janae who is the um the publisher and motivos bilingual magazine that is for youth and really showcasing their their arts, their gifts, their talents. But, you know, she she told me the friend, you know, I was on the podcast panel and she's like, you have to have real podcast. And we made sure we connected before we left that event. And we've been connected ever since. Les, you have just been sharing so many, so much wisdom and nuggets for our viewers. So what do you have going on right now? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll preface this, right? I work smart. Well, I try to work smart instead of working hard. <laughs> and so I, I do, a, an ex, I do a, a business 101 side hustle accelerator program. 
I do one in the spring, winter, spring, and I do one in the summer. So the one in the winter, spring is going to be launching the end of this towards the end of this month. I, I still have a wait list if folks are interested. But in this uh, Business 101 Side Hustle Accelerator, I help folks take the concept. If they come with a firm concept, or even if you don't have a firm concept, you take your passions, your interests, and show you how to use using some design thinking strategies to ideate and then form a mission, form a vision, uh, then help you develop who your customer is, help you develop, uh, understand how to come up with the unit costs and pricing for your project or product or service, and then come up with an action plan. And so at the end of the, at the, end of the, the accelerator, we develop a two to three page, we call it a business shorty, right? Because often people will tell you to like develop a business plan and it's like 25 pages and it collects dust, right? But with our business shorty, it's real to the point, what your business is, who your customer is, what are your, what are your sales goals, and then your action plan. And you can then expand that to uh, outs outsource if you want to go for financing or if you're trying to look for collaborators. It's, it's the foundation for, for a solid business plan or whatever it is that you need to do with your business. And so I'm bringing together, like I say, young folks, which are primarily like the high schoolers that I work with, with uh, not so young folks. I even have somebody like closer to retirement that's in the accelerator. And through this cohort model, again, still sharpening still, we're supporting each other to develop uh, our, their businesses and help them take them to the next level. And um that's 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 what I'm that's that's what I currently am setting up for. But the, in addition to that, I'm an Airbnb host ambassador, and so so I like to tell folks that my side hustle is actually helping other folks with their side hustles. Because again, I teach I teach students during the day, and the rest of this stuff that I do, I do it outside of the day. But again, I do it smartly, and I, I could give you some tips and strategies around how I do that. But anyway, with the Airbnb. Um, Host ambassador program, I help host and mentor uh, new hosts become hosts through through uh, Airbnb referrals and then also through my own uh, networking to to help other folks become become hosts and I receive a, a fee uh, for helping you know folks uh, get their Airbnbs set up. I also conduct workshops to help folks get their listings up and running. Uh, think about their, their business operations for for their hosting businesses, and so I, I do a, a, a series of workshops uh, for that. And then I'm also uh, designing instructional material. Uh, I do a, I have a grant 101 course, I have a, a, a financial literacy uh, course, and so with those courses, uh, we we get contracts to provide uh, the training material, and then we have a training provider that may go out and give the training in, in some cases. For example, we have a contract with the uh, Delaware County Workforce Development Board. It's for uh, out-of-school youth, and we're providing the financial literacy training for them. Uh, we've worked with the University of Pennsylvania, and we've worked with formerly incarcerated folks and training them on financial literacy and entrepreneurship. <clears throat> but again, I do this all super smart because people are like, Sam, when do you sleep? And yo, I sleep well. Like I go to bed, I go to bed at eight o'clock. I get up at five. I do my workout, and I get I get in school. I get to school early. I do my planning. I have a I have actually I have, um I have a tool, and uh, Jose was talking about the tool that that he, that, that he uh, 
developed as well, where I have my morning routines, right? And so I have my morning mm -hmm. routines to keep me focused. I have, I, I, I focus, I don't try to do everything in one day. I focus on three big goals. And I, then I do a pause and reflect at the end of the week. And then I, I set goals for the following week. I set goals for the quarter. I set goals for my year. And I'm crushing life, right? I'm, I'm crushing my goals. And like uh, folks can, can, can learn a lot from, from the processes that, I, that I'm doing as well as the processes that other folks are doing as well. Absolutely. That is awesome. That's so inspiring because sometimes we go into this space with no game plan, with nothing to just look for, just kind of really looking for the bottom line and to obviously get our names out there and known and heard when, you know, we want it quick, fast and easy, but we're not willing to take the baby steps, the, 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 the sleep that we need to be focused. We need to continue nurturing our mind, body, and soul. So throughout your routine, how important is it for someone who's really looking to dive all in to this entrepreneurial space? What are some key elements that they need? And how do you feel about coaching and networking events? How important is it for people to get in rooms to really get that that adrenaline to keep going or to even start. Yeah. So uh, getting in the room is, is super important, but also, like you say, you need to have that story that, that tells yourself that you belong in that room. And so you need to tell yourself mm -hmm. that story. And one tool that I use in my coaching uh, toolkit is the entrepreneurial mindset profile survey. Again, this survey was developed by Eckert, Eckert uh, leadership development Institute, and it will assess uh, your entrepreneurial skills, as well as your entrepreneurial dispositions around different dimensions, such as risk-taking, execution, uh, a need to achieve, et cetera, right? And so I have folks take this survey. In fact, everybody that participates in my accelerator, they take the, they take the survey so we can see where these, where the skills and strengths are. And even where you're strong at, understanding that sometimes you can overplay a strength. And so like, let's say for, if, if, for example, if it's uh, risk, uh, risk, risk tolerance, sometimes your risk tolerance could be so high that you overplay your risk and like, how do you, you might modulate it some. So like having uh, those, those, that information helps you see where these blind spots are. Right. But segueing to talk mm -hmm. about uh, why, why it's important getting in these rooms because number one, you're going to have models. You're going to have other folks that are inspiring you. You're going to get lessons that you're going to learn. And then through those lessons, it's, it's just going to move. It's going to, it's going to move the needle. Right. And so even when, uh, when I developed my business one-on-one side hustle accelerator, I was in a design thinking, uh, program with the arts and business council. When I started my Airbnb, uh, business, I was also a member of the Wealth Builders a community where I was with other like-minded folks that are learning about investments, learning about risk-taking, learning about entrepreneurship, learning about the, the mindset. And so because I was in that frame, I'll, I'll just give you the, the Airbnb story real quickly. Airbnb, during the pandemic, things like business was, was shut down. And again, Airbnb, of all the companies that I know, it's a really design oriented storytelling company when i say storytelling their founder 
didn't go to B school. He went to D school. He's a designer, right? So what they did was when the mm -hmm. business, when the pandemic uh, was at its peak, they leaned in to the host and said, hey, host, we're only going to make this with you guys. Hey, we want to we start these Facebook leader groups so you guys can support each other and we can support you. And so I became a Facebook leader for Airbnb host, a host Facebook leader. And so then by becoming a Facebook leader, host leader, I got in the room, the virtual room of some of the Airbnb uh, leaders. And again, because I had this confidence because I was in the wealth builders community, I could get in the room with the uh, Airbnb leaders and say, hey, what's what's the plans with the IPO? They're like, oh, OK, this guy knows something. And then next thing you know, I get invited to become uh, inaugural host advisory board member with Airbnb when they eventually went public. And when they went public as a host advisory board member, they offered me some stock options as well. So like just crazy stuff. Like it wasn't like I envisioned that this was going to happen, but I was just in the mindset, having the confidence, you get in the room and that is it's the law of attraction, right? And Absolutely. through that law of attraction, just like things keep like, again, the law of attraction meant, you know, connected you and I, Nikki, just because <laughs> I'm living yes. that life. Like I say, I'm crushing life. I'm living in my, I'm living in my greatness. And, uh, you know, and of course, and then here's the thing, we don't want to do this alone. We want other folks to go, go with us. It's not, we're not selfish about it. Right. <laughs> Cause again, when I lift other folks up, I'm lifting myself up. Right. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, yeah. And you know what? I love that you said that it's that thing you have to tell yourself before you get in that room that you belong there. And when I went to my first event, um, well, it, would, it really wasn't my first event, but my first speaker competition event that I went to, which was with my publisher. It's, I will never forget the date, May 14th, 20. 2022. And ultimately, my highest goal achievement is to be a public speaker, a motivational speaker, just really inspiring women and just people all over the world on really taking a chance on yourself as I did for myself after shutting down the noise around me about, oh, you have a great job. You should just stay there. You got it good. And, and I still was not fulfilled, as you also pointed out as well. And literally when I went in this place, it was 7.30 in the morning. I had to drive to Jersey. I took my son because I always take my son to all my personal development stuff so that he can, you know, be in that space and know what that's about um, and stuff like that. Right. So then I'm over here saying, what do I have to offer these people? Like, why am I here? Am I really worth being in this people, the presence of these people and literally, it took me two seconds to say, yes, you are here for a reason. You don't know what that is. God has placed you here and you're going to figure it out. And now a whole year later, in 2023, I'm going to share what that event did for me only because I said yes to myself. And that's really what it's all about. And I yes. just love, you know... The, the impactfulness, the people that has gravitated towards me, truly humble, truly blessed that I can inspire someone. Because again, it's not for us. 
it's for those around us, like our gifts, our talents, what we go through, our stories, our testimonies. It's really just to get people to come join us on this mission and make sure they have the foundation that they need to make it happen for themselves and our generation behind us. Because we, we can't forget about them. It's really about them and really making that space and leaving that legacy for them to know that they can do well. Because we're living in a time right now people are just not believing themselves for one reason or another. And we need to have voices like Reed, like Jose, like Emilio, like everyone that I know really go out there and speak to each and every person that connected to any way I can. So Reed, I am just so happy that we said yes, because that weekend, and it's funny, it, it's crazy. Listen to this huge story, true story. I was not supposed to be at UPenn that day because <laughs> when I went to go pick up my son's report card, I was supposed to pick it at six o'clock PM. Now, Janae was only going to be at his school from two to four. My son stood a little bit later and I just said, you know what? I had just this gut feeling. I said, let's just go pick your report card up now. What, you know, whatever I need to know about your senior stuff, I'll figure it out later. And when we were coming out after picking up his report card, Janae spoke up and she's like, hey, do you do, you know, do you write? Do you do photography? And that's when we had a conversation. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's crazy. So your son, he's uh, he's about to enter in. Uh, he's, he has his college choices or what's his plan? Yeah, so he, he does have he just got accepted, obviously, to CCP and he's working on Manor right now. He honestly really has no desire for college. He wants to go into his craft because he's a coder. He's an animator. He's a game oh, creator. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So we've been working on a lot of projects and maybe some certification programs. So we're still kind of up in the air, but I am 100% supportive of whatever his choice is. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And in, uh, in fact, at the U school, there's a program you should, uh, anyway, sidebar, I'll sidebar with you of uh, this program yeah. called Launchpad. That's like preparing the next generation of tech entrepreneurs and the like. Well, we're going to definitely have to talk. You see, if I didn't even tell you that story about my son, would we have this conversation? If you do not speak, you, if you don't say anything, you can't get fed in this world <laughs> and we can do it together. It's just so amazing how this just happens so organically. Life has no mistakes. It just has life lessons and you choose you have a choice every day to accept it, change it, remove something, add something like this is your life. And, I, and I'm just in awe of how this interview and what it has led to read. You are absolutely inspiration. I am glad to be in community with you and see how we can work together, see how I can learn from you and vice versa and see what we can partner up to do um, because I'm all about the youth. I'm all about parents really diving into their children's growth from very from a very, very young age. We have to be more involved. Like I hired my son for the summer. He had to go through an application process. Mm -hmm. He had to interview. He had to like go through that workforce experience um, because when he was going to do it, we were in COVID. And, you know, he didn't get to intern. He didn't get to do community hours or anything like that. So I had to make a hard choice. Am I going to do this? And I did. But 
Reed, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining the Bomb family, for coming here, showing us some inspiration. What are some final words? First of all, where can we get a hold of you? Email, Facebook, all of that. Give us all your handles. Yeah. And then uh, give us some final words. Yeah, so you can reach out to me. My email is srii2000. I mean, yeah, dot Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> srr two. <laughs> S-R-I-I-I 2000 at, at, uh, at Gmail, right? Yep. So that's, that's the easy way to reach out to me. Uh, on on, on the, my social handle is at S-R-I-I-I 2000. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm also LinkedIn, which is more my native space, to be quite honest. Instagram isn't really my native space. I, I let my son, I let my son uh, rock, rock Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. The, the, word, the words of wisdom that I'll leave with folks is like, don't go big, go focus. Mm. Right? It's, it's the thing that, that's allowing me to crush life right now. I'm not going big, I'm going focused. Now, when I was young and I went bankrupt, I went big and it crashed. And I mean, it's okay to go big, but my, my, personal, my personal appeal right now, don't go big, go, go focus. Because then when you go focus, the big will, will eventually happen, right? And you do that through, like I say, having having a, a, a tribe around you, having having some clear goals, uh, having a mission, and just having your story, understanding what your story is, and just keep keeping at it, keeping at it, keeping your pedal to the metal, right? And so uh, th those, are, those are my last parting words. Don't go big, go focus. I love that. Never heard that perception or that... Uh, yeah, uh, that um, analogy before, but it's definitely a smart way uh, to go into anything you want to go into. And that's focused, determined, just well and ready to go and know that as focused as you're going to go, they're going to things that are going to come up, they're going to try to steer you the wrong way, but you just have to be ready because you are determined to get to that end result. And that's really where the glory is. So thank you so much, Reed. So yeah, many empowering you. words today. Thank you for empowering um, our community. I, I hope that you've been writing things down. If not, definitely rewatch this. Connect with Samuel. Um, connect with us at buildingaleadershipmindset.com. Uh, absolutely love you guys for continuing your support. This is brought to you by Bomb Global, where we build leaders globally as well, the Connected Leaders Academy. Thank you for joining us on another episode. Have a great day. And as I always say, make it count.